And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Kaufnick Souls. The Chris Massey. And the Red of a Red Baron. Meryl. I, I had to process for half a second. I didn't know what Kyle said. I, I like it. The real key uh, is, I, will he remember it by the end of the show? No, there's no chance. We're here. It's, uh... It's us, for show of September. Hell yeah. And that's it. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> oh, could you turn your television down a little bit? Can you say nobody can hear it? I oh, can hear it. I, it, it got louder it. recently. When we were just you talking what, before. Kendall, you're fucking being a real bit. You're being a real liar to me lately. I just say when we were talking off the air, I didn't really notice. But then when we started the show, it was picking up on the sound. I don't know what to tell you. It's just what happened. Mass, what are you drinking? I think you're an asshole. From the Riddler collection, I'm Ew. sitting on some Don Julio 1970. Or no, Don Julio 70, not 1970. <laughs> I've already had a couple glasses of this. <laughs> Don Julio 70th anniversary. Chris <laughs> Uh, Kyle, what are you drinking? Uh, NyQuil. Ah. Gross. Yeah, the green one, too. Is there a different NyQuil? There's green and red. There's a red NyQuil? The code red. I've only ever seen green NyQuil. No, it's the red one's daytime. I was saying, I know they have like a red. No, the orange one's daytime. Kyle, shut the fuck up. They're the same thing. Not close. I mean, red and orange are pretty close. Two different shades. The red one is red velvet NyQuil. Shut Ooh. up, Kendall. Get the fuck out of here. I'm just saying. That's Did you guys know I can kick Kyle? <laughs> why, why would you, if you kick me, I'm not coming back. Come on. Don't don't leave. Kyle, I, 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 I'd like to know what your diagnosis is. Fucking cock flu. For what? What is it? Cock flu. Cock flu? Yeah. I know you've been sick for a week now, so I don't, I don't know if you got the flu. No, I have a fucking a cold. I had a cold, and then the fucking cough won't fucking go away. My throat was always hurting me because of fucking coughing like a fucking faggot. Get some uh some Everclear. Not sure, not sure that's PC, bud, but you said it. <laughs> I don't need to be PC. I just need to be LC. I don't. LC. I don't. I don't know what that means. Well, I'll see, Kyle. Think about it and you'll understand where I'm coming from. <laughs> I don't. That's why I'm fucking asking you. Well, you're not Paul Massey. I also don't know. Oh, my God. Paul, think about it. Well, that Read my mind, dude. That really clears it up. Kendall, what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a uh, Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA. I'm not drinking any of that scotch? I am not. But it was, uh, it was nice to crack that bottle. Yeah, I'm going to come to your house and dump it all out now. Please don't. 
I'm gonna break in in the middle of the night. Maybe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dump your scotch and grope your wife. Oh my! Just her toes. <laughs> Toe groper. They called me in high school. Hey, oh. Paul, what are you drinking? Huh? What are you drinking? Uh, I have a liquid death. No, I have a orange wheat bourbon county. Ooh. Nice. Found the keys to my shed downstairs. Now I can get to all my bourbon counties. Where was it? More importantly, I can make room in there and take all the ones from Kendall's house that I know he's been drinking little by little. No, no. I, I've, I've had a great deal of respect. And actually, I still want to take the photo of you surrounded by all of them. You don't. You don't want that. I do. It's a I, dumb photo, Kendall. Well, that would be cool because he's got a lot. I was thinking he's laying on the ground in kind of like the like a snow angel position. And he just all around him, all the bourbon counties. I have a lot of fucking tobacco. You don't see me taking pictures of it. Well, I mean, Kyle, I will say that's probably a little bit less cool. I also have oh. more Bourbon County than you have tobacco. Like right now, yeah. All time? Probably not. Well, no, but you throw it away, so it doesn't mean anything to you. Yeah, but you know what else we throw away, Paul? What? Paper. Okay. Dude, man. So, is Kyle high? I think he's pretending to be. Nah, I'm good. I don't know. I can't tell if he's high or if he just hates Kendall. That's pretty LC, bud. You're pretty... You see, Kendall gets it. Kendall doesn't know what it means. I'm just kind of going along with it. Paul, you know what it means. I don't. You do. You just got to think about it. Oh, I got it. Larry Zonka. We're good. (laughs) To the You're Z. Wrong. No, to the C. C Z. Oh. Then it would be Larry Conka. <laughs> Kazanka. Conka's bad for day. Ah. Mm. Toast of excellence, anybody? I got one. Uh, yes. Kyle, you first. Nope, it's okay, Kendall. Go ahead. Alright, deal. Uh minus two. My the... toast of excellence this week is <sighs> uh the Oregon Duck mascot for doing five hundred forty six push ups during the season opener. Allegedly. Well, I guess that's true. I didn't see it happen. Allegedly. I just like saying allegedly. Allegedly. Mass? Uh, what was mine? Um, oh, I put it in the group chat earlier today. Toast of excellence to the Machines' favorite tight end finally retiring. Congratulations, Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph, on a great career. Here, here. It was a great career, wasn't it? Very good. Really. <laughs> Better than you've ever had, Kyle. <laughs> I, I never had a career, dude. I'm like just slightly under his breath, like, not really. <laughs> that was just like being a real hater. Yeah. I'm not a hater, I'm just an LC. Kendall, what do we got over there? Couple haters. <laughs> Couple haters. Fall back like your hairline. This guy right here is seven feet tall, and you can't teach that. Uh, Kyle, what's your toast of excellence? 
Uh, my toast of excellence is to Sherrod Sanders. They're throwing 500 yards against TCU in an upset victory. Nice. Uh, my, I have a sip of silence. Uh, I'll do two of them just because Mock's not here. Mm-hmm. And Kendall, Kendall thinks he's too good to do it. So, uh, one, two, they're both the musical artists. One to, to Jimmy Buffett. On this. And the other one to uh, Steve Harwell, the lead singer and co-founder of Smash Mouth. Both passed away over the holiday weekend. Did he end up passing away? Yeah, he passed away today. That sucks. I saw that he was sick. Now he's walking son. Well, we didn't have a show last week, right? No. No. We did. You just weren't here. Then we have a third sip of silence. For who? Bray Wyatt. No, no. Why? Well, very sad that he died. He was kind of a prick in real life. This is what I meant. I, uh, I cracked it just for the sip. Kyle, uh, you also... You don't like very what? You're right. Well, who's an Eric Rowan guy? You wish. <laughs> you wish you were an Eric Rowan guy. You couldn't handle Eric Rowan's girth. All right, give us <laughs> Uh, and then my toast of excellence is to uh, is to just like I, I know he's always kind of been like big attitude, not giving a shit the past couple of years anyway. But I I think that the move from Green Bay to the New York Jets might be all it takes for me to really start being Team Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm really loving how this guy's just living his best fuck you life. <laughs> Did you guys see what he did at the tennis t- tournament? No. No. Yeah. Oh my god. So funny. So, you know how you know how like he was like a big like there was all the scandal about him like lying about his vaccination and he won't get vaccinated and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, there's a tennis player, Novak Djokovic, who's anti-vax. And so because of it, you know, he can't play in certain countries because of it. There's certain tournaments he can't play in. And he's one of the best tennis players of all time, not just currently. And um, so he, Aaron Rodgers posted a picture of him saying, watching the great no-vax Djokovic. <laughs> and then in the background of the picture he took was the sponsorships on the, the sidewalls of the tennis match. And one of them was Moderna. <laughs> and he crossed it out in the photo. <laughs> Here, I'll post it in the group chat just for So funny. Here, guys. I also have one more toast of excellence. It's the it's the Kendall Reed for for albeit not the most difficult course in the world, although none of us played well today at all. Kendall strung together three pars on three holes on a course he's never played. Oh, I go Kendall. Oh, thank Is that you. the orange course? And 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 two of them weren't like one of them was one of them he basically had like a tap and par. But the other two he hit per, he hit like, you know, bigger putts for for somebody who doesn't play as frequently as Kendall. You know I mean? I think both of them were like, you know, 15 to 20 feet putts, which aren't gimmies for him. No, I'm not being offensive, Kendall. I'm just being no, no, I, I appreciate the shout-out. I, I was very surprised. Kendall, Kendall put, I mean, he put together a pretty good little run there. Is the... Well, I, I had uh, a feeling of kind of redemption after playing just like absolute dog shit at Southington a couple weeks back. Yeah, you played pretty bad. And just like 
just for no reason, just played really bad. No, there's a reason. Well, well, Kendall, Kendall your, pro- your problem is like the 30 to 60 foot range. Like if you're within 30 to 60 feet of the basket and there's any sort of obstruction, you're just going to completely just botch how you're going to throw it. <laughs> yeah, I get my own head. Yeah, you got to be like me. You just you got to find the most aggressive line and just say, fuck it. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, was the back in the range. Huh? You guys played orange, right? Yeah. Yes, so that was there, the well, there is. It, it's not. They, they didn't just add a back nine. They changed the entire course. Oh, did they? So hole, yeah. So hole one, two. So on the old one, like most of the holes are the same. Like that they kept. They I think they only changed like two of them, but they added nine more holes. So the front nine is you play hole one. And then you play seven new holes, and then hole nine was the old hole two, and then you play the other seven holes plus two new holes. And it's mm. it's it's tight. It's it's there's only one like long hole. There's one hole where it's like 450 feet uphill, not like uphill like like it's it, like a like a small incline but in a field. Yeah. Um, so you know it feels a little longer than it, than it really needs to. Um, but, uh, other than that, they're all relatively at shorter attackable par threes. Um, but you know, they're, they're, they're tight. Well, wood lines out there are tight. Yeah. I'll feel a little bit better. Like when there's actually T pads and some of the new, you know, holes. And you know, it's funny. You brought up a point today that I just never considered. There are a lot, if not all of the T pads that are just way too short. Yeah, there's a lot of short tee pads. So the orange course, like, now, is it, there's, like, a big group behind it. And, like, there's people. I was talking to there was a couple guys that played doubles at Lothbury on Sunday that I was in, that were in my group. And, and they were talking about, like, there's, there's, like, an actual, like, you know, they have, like, a doubles league night now. And they're going to do a, a singles league night next year. And there's, like, an actual group of people that, like, are involved in course keep up now. So, like, there, there's a lot of stuff that, like, a lot of brush that they plan on chopping co- down to make fairways a little bit wider on some holes. They're going to, you know, put new tee pads in, lengthen other ones. So, you know, it's probably three years away or whatever. But I know Luffberry, we're doing it in a couple of weeks. I signed up for the work day. We're That's adding cool. three new tee pads. For the for alternate tees or just replacements? Alternate tees, because they added the alt tees on one through. So 15, 16, and 17. 15, 16, 17, and 18 technically don't have alt tees, but 18 has an alternate longer basket. But we're going to put in new tees 15 through 18. We're going to put in new uh, uh, 15, 16, 17, 18. We're going to put in new concrete tees on 15, 16, and 17. And then we're going to put a new wood tee in on 18. That's pretty cool. So then there'll be 18 holes. And then we're going to put permanent concrete on three, 13 and 14. So there'll be two layouts to play. There'll be a wood layout and a concrete layout. And then there'll be the OG layout, which is basically, I think the OG layout is, it's mostly stones. But eight, you use the wood tee pad. 13 and 14 is the wood tee pad, and then 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 are wood tee pads. 
but it'll be interesting. But anyway, that's yeah. enough talking. Let's talk about what we really want to talk about here. Let's just... Talk about sex, baby. Talk about, <laughs> talk about you and me. Let's talk about Massey's girth. I heard it's wide. Mass creepy. Mass quite girthy. Yeah, quite. I heard it's. I heard it's the width of six average big toes. Um, more like a soda can. Wow, good on you, Kendall's, man. Kendall's is like an Amazon Fire Stick remote in both length, girth, and shape. Yeah, it's got that nice sheen to it as well, though. Yeah, it's yeah. like. A, Got like a nice micro USB shape to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Massey might not have laughed out loud, but he chuckled. Hello. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, this might be the first week. We might not play any game. I mean, it, it, it's, it's Massey's favorite time of the year. It is. And I'd like to start it off with this discussion. Do you think. Chandler Jones gets traded before the trade deadline. Chandler Jones? No. Or Chris Jones or whatever. The, the Chiefs guy. Uh, no. Do you think he plays Thursday? No. No shot in hell. Do you think he, do you think he signs? Or do you think he sits the whole year out? Uh, he'll um, be back by week eight. Or maybe after week eight. After week eight, you don't accrue... The season, if you don't show up, that's what Le'Veon Bell did. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he shows up after week eight, he cruises the season. He's a free agent next year. And that's what you anticipate him doing. Yes. Okay. Well, I remember. I just remember seeing a bunch of stuff about like the potential. Like people were like hoop lying about like a him for DeAndre Hopkins type trade. They wanted Hopkins. They would resign. I mean, yes and no, just because like I mean, you figure they could they could they could probably get Hopkins and a first for him. Titans would do that. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying the Titans would do it. Yeah, I I don't think he ends up getting traded. I'd be very well. I shouldn't say that he wouldn't get traded. Uh, it'll have to be a decent I'm- package. Um, but I don't see them signing because if they were going to, they would have already. They don't view him as a necessary roster piece to compete for a championship because they could have traded him a long time ago and gotten parts to fill out the roster if they wanted to. Who's another person that would be, like, we'll call it a very likely trade candidate, and would they... Jones? Well, I just—I just mean in general. Like, besides from him, like, is there another player out there that like is a trade candidate, and would that would the two teams be compatible for that type of move, or is that probably not out there? So here's the thing: if you trade for Chris Jones, you got to pay him. So, I mean, the most likely ones that. Uh, would possibly come through. Um, I'd say the Lions might be up there. Um, 
Do the Cowboys still have DeMarcus Lawrence? Yes. Then no, not the Cowboys. I have um, Packers, maybe. I have DeMarcus Lawrence. You have DeMarcus Lawrence. All right. I have DeMarcus Lawrence. <laughs> Because I just can't um, think of anybody else. I mean, and obviously, like the, the, we talked off the air was like uh, Matthew Stafford, but that but that wouldn't make any sense. Sure I mean, would. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> goes, sure, it would. The what Texans maybe. I mean, the Bears could. The Bears could, but they'd have to give up a lot of cap for it. To trade for who? Chris Jones. No, they're not trading for Chris Jones. No, I'm not saying they are, but I'm saying they could. No, you said that they would. You're looking at least a first and two seconds. Who's really bad at trades? Uh, 49ers haven't had a pick in a while. They're already not paying their premier pass rusher. You think they're going to try and pay for another one that's less good? Swap them. Swap them. I agree. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think Chris Jones shows up before week eight. I think he plays through the season and is free. I think he should. I think he shows up like week two or three. I don't. Not mostly. Patrick Mahomes will offer up his girl. Chris Jones will say, "No thanks, bro. I'm good." (laughs) I don't need any of that. Mahomes will be like, "Please, bro. It's my only chance." Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> That's the season in a nutshell. Thanks for uh, tuning in. It's my first time in a while that I can get back to my roots as a football fan. Uh, all right, the season started. I can start looking at what our draft place will be so I can start looking at who we're going to take in the first <laughs> I haven't gotten a chance to do that in the last six years because we haven't had a first round pick. Don't worry, they're going to trade it. Probably. For the Bills. For who? Matthew Stafford. We're going to trade the Bills a first-round pick to take Matthew Stafford. Yes. And nothing else in return. Tyler Elam. Yep. All right. So the, the season's upon us. Real quick, we always do this every year. Uh, real quick, a uh, couple things you're excited about, a couple things you're nervous about, whatever expectations for your own personal teams. Massey, lead us off. Actually, you know what? Uh, no, no, we're going to sandwich this. We'll go Steelers, Rams, Bears, Steelers. So, Kendall, lead us off. Okay. Um, is there anything like, excited about any? Are there any players you're excited about, or anything like that? Anything that you're? Well, I, I'm very excited to see uh, the, kind of the the offense. You know, after a year working together, um, Kyle have to help me out. There's a, a receiver who didn't play last year because he was injured. Alvin Austin. Yep, but he had you know got a. Good. Larry, what'd you say? 
Larry Foot. Larry Foot uh, had a, like a great preseason. Uh, got some action in, you know, especially with the the you know first team starters. And uh, I just I, I'm excited to see how everything meshes. Uh, on the flip side, I my biggest fear is a Kenny Pickett regression, sophomore slump, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think that would be really just the, like the main concern of mine. Uh, but overall, I just it's we were so used for so many years under the Ben Roethlisberger regime that you kind of just you knew what you were going to get, and now we have a taste of the new regime and kind of like what I saw. And I hope we get some good quality play and contend for a playoff and, you know, division win going into this year. So very exciting. Exciting to be a Steelers fan right now. Okay. Massey Rams. Well, I'm scared the Cooper cops foot is going to fall off. His hamstring. Thin his foot, thin his leg, which is attached to his foot. I think. Um, is he playing week one? Doesn't look like it. Um, which I tell you what, I got him in my draft with Bruce, but I got him in the third round, so I'm not that upset. Although I took a huge gamble in Bruce's league, I took Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor in like the eighth round. I mean, that's not really taking over this game. Yeah, it's those, those are two IR guys. <laughs> well, Taylor is on IR right now. Um, excited about an emergence of a wide receiver that is in a very Cooper Cup-esque mold. Van Jefferson. Um, oh, yeah. Puka Nakua. Ben Stronach. Gross. Puka Nakua is a wide receiver out of BYU. Uh, and has drawn strong comparisons to Cup. I don't think he's going to be like an all-pro triple crown winner, but if he can be a solid number two, grow into a number one, be very happy. Um, I'm curious to see what our offensive line looks like right now, uh, considering it was on its 16th string on all five positions last year, uh, except for the right tackle position. Uh, figure out Haven's side didn't get hurt last year. Good for him. Uh, our defense is going to be fielding mostly rookies, so this is going to be quite interesting to watch. Um, and hopefully, you see Aaron Donald come back to DPOY considerations. Thank you for your time. That has been my TED talk. All right. Sure. I like it. Pretty good, Massey. Not too shabby there. Uh, Boyo. All right. So, I'm excited for a new... What? You're sandwiching on the end, buddy. No, he said Steelers and Bears. He said Bears and Steelers. But it's okay. I don't think he did. Go ahead, Paul. What? Oh, you what? Can go. I don't care. I just didn't want to go Steelers, Steelers. Darn. So, what were we going to talk about? 
for me, I'm excited to see a new offensive line. They paid, you know, they drafted the tackle, they signed a couple big free agents. So it's exciting to get rid of, you know, the garbage or Kenji Green. I think that's just going to make the offense play better, obviously. I'm most nervous for all the new additions to the defense. Are they going to be able to gel together right away? Or is it going to take a couple weeks? That's what I'm afraid of. Hey, that's very, fair, very young in the secondary department. It's fair. It's fair. Paul, how about you? Justin Fields for all of them. <laughs> Across the board. It, it's just a, it's about him. It's just a, it's what it's about. This whole season is just about him. It's literally nothing else matters. The only thing I think that could the only other thing I think could be added to the list is what what is you know like what's Tremaine Edmonds gonna be like when he's the actual like just like the star of the defense. Like can he live up to the expectation? But other than that, it, it's it's a, it's about Justin Fields, just there's no questions. Yeah. I agree. That's it. He made some improvements last year. Um, but it wasn't great in the passing game. He can't run forever, so he's got to improve it as a passer. They went out and got him a new toy. A fun but toy. Hey, no, that's fair. I think, you know, that that is, you know, how it goes. You know, this this is, you know, the, the guy that they, they built their team around. Make it happen. Yeah. And what are your projections for the record on the season? And place in this place in the division. I think the Steelers go 11 and 6. Wow. In a second. I have uh, kind of similar. Oh, go ahead, Paul. Eleven and six, pretty, uh, it's pretty ballsy, Kyle. I think they're going to be good. They also have an easy schedule. Yeah, that's not good for you guys. Yeah, I know. I'm taking that risk. I'm kind of with you. I think they're going to be ten and seven. Uh, kind of everything you mentioned, easier schedule, and also I think there's just there's other question marks in the AFC North. I think there's kind of all the teams I think are kind of on like similar playing fields. I think they all have like these kind of glaring weaknesses that they're just going to all kind of be in the same pack separated by one or two games. Uh, but also second place. I'm just curious. I'm not shitting on it. I'm just curious. What do you think the, like, like, what do you think the Bengals weaknesses? Um, like, like, it sounds to me. It sounded like you said like they all have a major weakness that's like keeps them all like pretty equal. So you're, you're, so you're like, asking me what I think Cincinnati's weaknesses well, like, and like why do you think it makes like the Steelers and the Browns like the same caliber team as them? So my my thoughts are kind of as such. Um, I think there's still offensive line question marks for Cincinnati, and I think there's some uh, departures on defense that kind of. Like, 
makes him not like as as dominant of a force. I think that Pittsburgh is going to play an easier schedule, and I think that they've had you know a year now to kind of to gel and kind of that chemistry is sort of there. Um, so I think that will go to their advantage. I'm I'm still very much out on Cleveland. I think Deshaun will you know be a much better quarterback this year. I just and this is not a great reason, but I just I do feel like there are certain teams that just can't get out of their own way and are call it cursed or whatever. I think Cleveland is one of those teams. I think they'll find a way to shoot themselves in the foot throughout this year. Um, Baltimore, I just think that 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 defense is is too young and experienced, and I think that that will now be kind of like for the first time in a long time will be a a problem. And we've always known Baltimore to have a pretty good defense, and you know maybe I'll, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe they'll get it together, but I think now they're going to be kind of playing behind in a lot of games and that offense is going to have to you know kind of be in overdrive to you know keep up with a lot of these opponents that just uh some quick thoughts off the top of my head all right so what do you think the record is and where do you think they finish in the division pittsburgh yeah 10 and 7 second massey Massey? Mass? Mass, where are you? No Mass. Uh, I think the Bears... I think it's going to be the same. I'm gonna ha- I have the same uh, feeling for them this year as I did last year, which is if Fields can you know, progress two to three steps forward, um, I don't care how the season goes. I'll take four years of being bad if it means having... A franchise quarterback for ten. Something the Bears have never had. Uh, I think their defense is still pretty trash, and I think that their offensive line is still pretty trash. I think that the running back group is it is good, but don't, won't have the blocking to be uh, the elusiveness that they they tend to usually be. Uh, I think that they. I think they go. Seven and ten and finish third. Pretty good. I think the Bears have like I'm not saying the division's gonna be easier by any means. But there's definitely a lot more question mark in that division than there used to be, and I think the Bears could capitalize on that. Well I don't think there's more question marks. I just think I just think Green Bay and Detroit have swapped. It's just Green Bay is gonna be you know, Green Bay is more likely to be bad than good, and Detroit's more likely to be good than bad and Minnesota will just always find a way to you know be in the playoff picture but even still I just you know like the, the Bears got to play certain teams and they're not but they're not going to be ready for you know but because they were in last place they'll have somewhat of an easier schedule but you know they play you know they got the Bucks. that's going to be a question mark I mean you know, Baker's, you know, by no stretch, you know, scaring anybody, but the team's got a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. You know, they're going to get, they're, they're probably going to get smoked by the Chiefs. I'm, I'm going to be in the camp of, I, I, I mean, we'll talk more about all these teams and stuff, but like, I'm in the camp where it's like, like, I'm not just going to, I'm not just going to say the Broncos are going to be bad because Russell Wilson's done. 
I, you know, I need to see Russell Wilson really suck for two years in a row before I can say he's going to be awful. Right. You know, Washington's one of those sneaky teams. They're, they're, they have a good defense, and they always kind of find a way to, to be competitive. You know, the Raiders are a question mark. The Chargers are a good team. The Saints could be good. The, you know, the Falcons, who knows? So, I, the only reason I give the Bears credit for winning six to seven games. That's fair. Massey, are you back? Well, he has out now, and it, like, it gets, like, wished into existence. I wonder how serious. You know, one one isn't getting any younger in, in a position, a younger playing a position where he's been you know, basically treated as a running back in terms of they have another year of kind of glue. The 49ers, regardless of how you feel, how do you guys want to fuck the pig on uh, talking about the, the NFL season outside of our teams? Vision out of the way first. Let's talk about the AFC East. All right. You know, I'm, I think I, I, there's, there's a lot of hype surrounding it. We're obviously not going to know. I mean, if look, if everything goes the way that it should go, it's going to be the most exciting t- division to watch. Yeah. I don't, I don't care if the AFC North is going to be more closely knit or the NFC East had three playoff teams last year. You know, you're talking you're talking about a, you know, multi-time former MVP, a team that's, you know, been formidable for a few years now and a team that, you know, if it can stay healthy is scary. Mhm. But that's, you know, that's a lot of ifs. Like parts of me thinks like the Bills regress a little bit. I don't know. Like their defense, I know it's just preseason, but their defense did not look good in a couple of those games. I think there's a huge weakness in the in the linebacking corps. Like I think they're just gonna try to fucking outscore everybody. I'm kind of with you for slightly different reasons. I think they're it's it's. Still, the Bills' division to lose, but I don't know. This is a certain dynamic that feels different. Uh, just even from like a uh, we'll call it like psychological standpoint. Like I feel like there's these this underlying issue with like Diggs and you know I don't even say Josh. I would just say Stefan Diggs in general. And even he could say as much as he wants. Oh, it was nothing. It just there's these players that you just feel like there's always you know when something like this kind of gets brushed to the surface, that's like oh well they're kind of thinking this all the time. And then I, don't know, I feel like there's a part of me that, like, Josh Allen does not, you know, seem, like, all the same. I, I, he was given some interview recently. He's like, oh, well, hopefully we'll be a wild card team. It's like, that's kind of like, you don't want to hear that from your quarterback. You want to hear him be amped. Even, like, even the teams that suck, that, you know, go out there and give your press conference and be excited. You know, I feel like, you know, he's kind of been like a bummer. Um. And as, as far as the Jets go, you know, I think there'll be growing pains. But you know, it's everything you guys said. You know, it's Aaron Rodgers. You know, the, the guy has been pretty much successful his entire career. Well, the pack. Sorry, Paul. Go ahead. Well, I say it's going to depend on you know that, but you know, it's also going to depend on you know how it's going to how how old a new regime is going to mesh. Because you know he brought his boys in with him. Uh-huh. So, Couple of his boys, you know. There's going to be, you know, the the, you know, the, Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb, the uh, Alan Lazard, Alan Lazard. They also brought in, 
you know, an established, you know, running back who has had success when healthy, you know, despite having a rookie running back last year that before he got hurt looked like he was going to be otherworldly. So it's going to be, I just feel like there's going to be, I feel like there's a lot of mouths to feed on that team. And I, I personally and don't think Dalvin Cook plays a big factor in that team. I don't think so either, but I think in the beginning you're going to see there being like enough enough of a enough of an impact in terms of split carries and whatnot that mm-hmm. you know people are going to be right. And take this for what you will, but uh, Robert Sala they said he was like, oh, they're these running backs will not have a pitch count. Like, I mean, that, that's, I, I, that could be just something you say, but. Well, they're absolutely going to have a pitch count early on. The Brees Hall coming off the fucking ACL there. No, listen, I, I don't disagree. I was just, you know, reiterating what he was saying. The only, like, the only guy that, like, you probably don't need to give a pitch count to is Michael Carter. But he's your third option now. Yeah. For the Dolphins, really, it's just is Tua going to be able to be healthy? I mean, Tyreek Hill. I mean, I do think there's a, like, especially like a lot of the fantasy from the fantasy standpoint, you see it a lot. I think there's a lot of huge hype in the Jalen Waddle world. Um, mm-hmm. I do think Jalen Waddle is going to produce just because he's playing opposite of Tyreek Hill. But I, you know, for me, I, I wonder a lot. Like, if Tua were to stay healthy for the whole season, is Jalen Waddle that much of a factor? Because Tua and Tyreek have a very big rapport together, and you see that a lot. You know, it's, it was the same thing, like, whenever Aaron Rodgers, like, when Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone those, like, two times, that's when you saw these other Packers receivers kind of be like, oh, hey, like, they also can play. And it's like, because, you know, a rookie quarterback or a backup quarterback, they're going to come in and they're going to go through the progressions regardless of relationship because they're playing for all future jobs. Right. You know, it's not just how the Packers finish the season and how, or the, you know, like the Dolphins in this case. It's not how the Dolphins finish the season, and it's not how the Dolphins, if they win or lose that game. It's also going to be a lot of, like, how did they play? You know, if the Dolphins go out in three games without Tua and they go 0-3, but from the backup quarterback position, you know, it's four touchdowns, no picks, and 650 yards, that might be enough for that guy to earn another backup quarterback job somewhere next year. So yeah. they're not going to care if Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle are getting their touches. They're going to throw it to the first open person they find. So it's always interesting, you know, from that fantasy dynamic, you know, Jalen Waddle has a lot of hype about him. So it's going to be interesting. But I think their thing, it's like, you know, like the Bears for Justin Fields is entirely dependent on how his production is. For the Dolphins, it's going to be entirely based on Tua's health. Yeah. And you know, the Dolphins, they put up a lot of points last year. They were in some some big games. Uh, Baltimore was a 40-point game uh, versus yep. I think the Chargers was like a 40-point game versus the Bills was a 40. Like, they figured two healthy the entire season, you know, maybe they're more successful than they were. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Jalen Ramsey is hurt to start the year, right? He's out like the first like six weeks. Yeah, something like that. So, so I mean, that's going to – that's. You know, it's going to be it really. It's going to be interesting to see if that really plays a factor or not. Just just from the standpoint of Jalen Ramsey, it fits the bill perfectly for the the, the genre of dominant cornerback, and those those guys usually do not last forever. So it'll be like, he falls off anyway. 
even Xavier Howard's starting to fall off a little bit. The, so domin- like, the dominant cornerback position is just, it's the shortest lived position in the NFL. And when I say it's dominant in terms of turnovers, right? Mm-hmm. Turnover forcing cornerbacks don't last for, they don't last very long in terms of productivity and, and, in that category. There are, there are exceptions. But, I mean, you think of all of them. The, really, the best cornerbacks of all time are the ones that can play, you know, seven, eight years and, and have elite coverage the whole time. The cornerbacks are more concerned with making sure the other guy doesn't catch the ball without caring if they catch it. Right. And then uh, the Patriots. Which Kendall said was overrated the other day. They're, wait, wait, what They're going to be... Kendall said Champ Bailey was overrated. No, no, no. Massey heard it. The Patriots are going to be, they're going to win their game boring. I I really couldn't tell you anything good or bad about New England. I have no idea. They're going to have a good defense. Brother Reef just got put on IR, so he's out for the first four weeks. Who? Brother Reef. Who cares? I mean, they got Judon. Judon, you know, Judon's an exciting player. You know, Ramondi, whatever, Stevenson. You know, it's going to be interesting. I think, I think the best thing that kind of the Patriots did this offseason was cut Bailey Zappi. And brought him back. Huh? They brought him back. They cut him and then re-signed him? Yeah. All right, I think well, they put him on the practice squad. Well, I think he's the quarterback, too, because they don't have one. They had to have had one, or why would they have cut him? They, they cut definitely both? didn't for a little while. Um, they cut both quarterbacks, so it was only yeah. Mac Jones. I think they brought back Zappi. Uh, I'm sure it was some nonsense to you know get like the roster thing correct, and yes, then... he was cut and then re-signed to the practice squad. Is 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 he going to be dressed for Week One? I uh, so. Let's see. Because what was that other quarterback they had? It was kind of like that gadgety run around guy. Uh, Coral. Oh, Matt Corral. Okay. Yeah, he's he's their backup right now. I forgot they traded for him. I just think that I think the Bailey Zappi thing is. I think that, granted, he was playing hot, but you know, like the, the Patriots just they just need to until he until they're going to cut him or trade him, they just need to commit to Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I don't really see all the hate for him. I mean, I don't think, you know, he's not otherworldly MVP caliber quarterback right now, but he, he's not terrible. And he, he's been productive, for, you know, for the majority of his NFL career. I think the Patriots have been like, I think I saw some statistic thing about it or whatever. They, they've like statistically have been better with him than anybody else in, in like all major categories. So... Yeah, the Patriots are just, you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna win they're gonna win a few games. It's they're gonna be boring wins. They'll have some close losses. You know, they might put up a fight against a couple of the divisional games and make things interesting, play spoiler here or there, but um, you know, they're 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 hope they're hoping for an implosion or an injury on another team to not finish last. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna if the if the Jets if the Jets ride the ego train into the ground or Tua gets hurt, that's the Patriots' best bet at finishing third. (laughs) 
Yeah, let's move on to the AFC North. Oh, so we can just give the predictions. How do you think the division plays out in the end? Bills, Dolphins, Pats, Jets. Yeah. Bills, nah. Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Pats. All right. I believe it's going to be Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots. Yeah, I got the same thing. I agree with Kyle. I just think the Dolphins' defense is too questionable. They're a good fantasy defense. They generate turnovers and they get sacks, but they don't stop anybody. I think that'll change with Fangio at the helm. Huh? I think that'll change with Fangio at the helm. Maybe. Then they'll just then they'll be the, the then then they'll be the Bears. They'll, they'll they'll stop some people, but they won't get any sacks or turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So let's move on to the AFC South. Oh boy. Alter and last. The Colts are going to be without their their best player for four games. They have maybe even longer. Yeah. Say at least. Maybe the season. The fucking owners douchebag. They they have a rookie quarterback that I don't think has impressed anybody. Their their best receiver is probably a wide receiver too on any other team. Yeah. Their defense is basically non existent. The yeah. only hope they have is really just a, 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 a Jaguars regression <laughs> and yeah. a big one at that. I know. You can't even think of like, anything really positive to say about the Colts other than like hopefully they'll surprise some people. Like the Col- the Col- <laughs> for the, the Colts, I mean, really, it's just it's all about Richardson. It's it's all about it's all about evaluating him and see what you have because you're probably going to have a really high draft pick next year. And it's it's sad to say it because they just draft it's Richardson they have right. Yeah, you just drafted a quarterback, but you're probably you know, it, it's not, it's not uncommon, but it's also not wicked common that you 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 know you get a rookie quarterback and then immediately look like you might have a top five pick next year. Um, but you know they need to figure out after one season how much they trust and like this guy. They need to devote everything they have into evaluating him this season. Because they're going to have the ability to, to, to change it up if they Rest want. Them. Yeah, their yeah. season is just going to be. If he progresses well, I think that's a successful season for him. That and and, ho- and and getting everything they can for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. If they trade him. All right. What about the, what about what about the only ten I see? I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm kind of of the opinion that that window is now closed. Um, I think the window closed, but I think the exciting thing, like from like, and this is from like a non-biased standpoint, like I'm like I'm giving my my opinions based on like as as if like I mean I'm not a fan of the team, but like not how a fan would view it, just how as like an NFL fan would view it. I think the thing that's going to, like, really the story for the Tennessee Titans is, like, is Derrick Henry done? 
because now, you know, regardless if he's there for the whole season, if he's traded or whatever, but you figure they got DeAndre Hopkins. So there's a, there's a weapon on the outside for them, which opens up, you know, the amount of people that are going to be trying to stop Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's had an off season to kind of recover and everything. And, you know, is Derrick Henry going to kind of be able to come out and be, you know, he's not going to be a 2000 yard rusher probably ever again, but can he come out and be kind of a dominant explosive 1400 yard rusher again? Cause if he comes God, out, I hope so. if he comes out and rushes for 14, 1500 yards, the Titans, the Titans might not be as bad as people think. Yeah. I, I think you're right. If you know, it's with him, you know, Tannehill, unfortunately he's, he's one of those quarterbacks, which is nothing wrong with, but he leans heavily on the run game because that sets up the play action pass. That's how their offense is designed. And when you have a receiver like Hopkins, who is explosive and I think you know still has enough gas in the tank to be super productive, the the recipe is there to you know for that offense to be somewhat electric. But that's basically all I could say for that team. I, I don't know really enough about that defense to really say, oh well, they're going to be good in this capacity or they're going to be bad in this capacity. Their pass rush is fucking nasty. Um, but it's like and they got a good safety. But and, and Kevin Byard. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just I I can see if, if one aspect of that offense is off, whether it's it's you know Tannehill not being productive, or if it's you know Derrick Henry not being productive, I just see that team kind of folding and fast. All right, Jacksonville. We got to think that they're the favorites to win the division. You have to think that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, Jackson, you know, so it, it last year kind of finally looked like Jacksonville wasn't going to be, you know, kind of regarded as like being the most swindled team with the first overall pick of all time. Just because, like, I mean, like, I say swindled instead of bust because, like, like Baker Mayfield, there were still a lot, like, t- Trevor Lawrence was just kind of like, everybody was just kind of in on him being the first overall pick. Like, everybody, mm-hmm. yeah, this makes sense. Like, there was a lot of people that were like, the Browns shouldn't be drafting Baker. Or, like, you know, they should be trading back or something. Like, they could get Baker later or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there, there, like, there were Baker haters and whatever. Trevor Lawrence was kind of just the consensus guy. Um, But really, up until last season, it was kind of like he got swindled. Um, But he started to put it together last year. They have... Amazing with not having fucking Urban Mayor for a coach. What? <laughs> Imagine what not having Urban Mayer as a coach for you will do. Man, they've got two two formidable weapons in the receiver receiving game now, and Calvin Ridley and uh, Christian, Kirk. Christian Kirk. They got Zay Jones. Jones Zay Jones, man. Oh yeah, you can't yeah okay. fucking forget Zay Jones. Right, so they have no formidable weapons. Now. <laughs> Number one overall pick, Zay Jones. They've, you know, they have a decent running back. They've got some pieces on defense. They're one of those teams that, like, you know, they they have the rare, they have the rare situation right now where, like, they're gonna have the ability to play January football while still rebuilding because the rest of the division is kind of whatever. Yeah, they're taking that division. Would you say at all that hey, you know, this is a chance you just gotta live up to the hype? Or is that kind of an unfair thing to say? No, I don't think that there's any hype to it. I don't think there's any hype either. I think I think everybody views Jacksonville as the same thing. They're gonna 
they're going they're the hands down going to win the AFC South team and then get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. They're probably going to be the worst. You know, like I'm not saying I, I shouldn't say that, but like like I wouldn't be surprised if they made the if they win the AFC South and have the worst record of all seven teams in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you, you figure you fig- I mean without going too in depth on like the other divisions, but like you figure you're gonna you figure on paper you have Chiefs, the, Bill- the Bengals, the Bills, Bills, the Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals. Then you figure you got from there like wild card wise, and then you would have the Jaguars at four, yep. and then so at wild card wise you would have Jets, the, Chargers, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Steelers, Steelers, Ravens. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I, I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if all of those teams had a better record than Jacksonville at the end of the season. Yeah, like I, mean, I don't think Jacksonville's one of those teams that gets in like at, you know, eight and nine, but you know, I definitely see them getting in at ten wins. Let's see. What's their schedule look like? No, uh, they get they got they play the AFC South six times, so <laughs> there are six wins right there. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to imagine um, that's two wins versus Houston, two wins versus, you know. They, they, they play Kansas the... City, they play Atlanta, that's probably a win. Well, they, they play. They won the division last year, right? right. Yes. They, so play they, play the division they play the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals. Yeah. They play Carolina. They play New Orleans. They play all the NFC South, apparently. So they play Tampa. And who didn't I mention? NFC South. Who the fuck's the other team in the NFC South? Saints. Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Panther. and Bucks. Okay. Come on, Trino. There you go. Yeah, so. I mean, they'll probably stroll in with 10 wins. Yeah. So. And then, and then you got the the Texans. The Texans are kind of, in my opinion, the Texans are probably the most intriguing story out of that division. I think the Texans will finish second to last in their division, but I think they only finish behind the Titans. By the way. You know, the Texans kind of, you know, they're 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 officially starting over, but there's, you know, there's some pieces that haven't looked terrible. You know, Damian Pierce. Couple, couple pieces here and there on defense. Well, it's a f- fresh head coach. Let's see what they got. The, the new, uh, the new culture, as they say. I liked the old head coach. Me too. Love, he's a good guy. He also just did some cool stuff for my team. <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, just real quick, I always could never understand. Like, hey, listen. You got the win, you know. You, you did the right thing. Nah, well, you screwed us. You're you're out. They were going to fire him anyways. That's why he went for the win. I, I, I don't know. It's people are so fickle. So hilarious to me as an NFL franchise with something as big as the first overall pick on the line. Why would you inform someone that they're fired no matter what happens? Yeah. You don't think they're going to go out and try to win? Like they don't give a fuck what happens now. Yeah. If I'm lovey, I go, hey guys, my last paycheck is all incentive bonuses. Well, he got the raw deal in Chicago. 
should have been fired. Yeah, yeah. you should have. But, you know, that's what happens when you put Massey in charge. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I'm just saying. I wouldn't right. have fired Lovey. Yeah, you would have. No, yeah. All I right. Can't do this what else? Oh, uh, all right, AFC North. So big key additions in that one. You know, the Bengals added what will, what you know, what's yet to be seen from Odell Beckham Jr., you know, he's he, he was kind of whatever from the Giants up to the Rams, but then he kind of resurged his career as a Ram. And then hurt, got hurt in what probably would have been a record-setting receiver Super Bowl performance. Yep. Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of the really the only key addition. Oh, and, and then, yeah, that's really the only key addition, right, in, like, the AFC North offensively anyway? Yeah, that I could think of. Um, I mean, the Bengals added fucking. Uh, God damn, there's a tight end that they added. Oh, they got uh, Irv Smith. Yeah, they got Irv Smith. Watch out. <laughs> Irv Smith could Irv Smith could be one of those guys though that like has random games where he's really really good because I hope so. I picked him up in our draft. Well, I mean, it's not a it's not a bad gamble. For the fifteenth round? No, not at all. Tyler Boyd is true. Aside from that, I don't think the Steelers got anybody offensively. They got Allen Robinson. So I don't no. think the Steelers got anybody offensively. Um, Congratulations, Kyle. You got Allen Robinson three years too late. Hey, you just, just like, need to be on two more teams. But, right. It's just, cool. like, just like when I got Eddie Royal. Having well, Allen needs Robinson, to be on the Giants, and then I'll be fine. Right. Having Allen Robinson is more just for our, our search for the jersey on every team. Yeah, Allen Robinson's not going to be a giant in a scene. It's not going to happen. <laughs> he might be a giant, though, and if that happens. We can't buy the jersey. It's, he's got to be a scene. I hope he's time to one year deal with the Giants and get traded at the trade line to the Saints. Yep, that'll happen. Nothing would be funnier. I'll also be really jersey. fucking mad. I won't buy the jersey out of the principal at that point. Or imagine if he, he just goes, hey, I want to retire as a Saint. You're like, hey, come on down. <laughs> What? No. Why would you? No. We don't want you. I don't know what jersey Jeff would buy them because, like, they probably wouldn't assign him a jersey number. You could just do a custom jersey. Yeah, but like, you'd have to guess the number. Yeah. We don't know if it's you right. You'd probably pick 11. Oh, I forgot you, you and him are boys. Ew. I just, I always like, like, whenever, like, we talk about a thing, like, a potential thing, Kyle's always, like, yeah, I mean, like, it just makes sense that he would do this. Like, like him and I, you know, we talked about it at the lunchroom. <laughs> we did. You didn't. You don't even eat lunch. I eat hamburgers. There no. we go. So, all right. So, AFC North. So, you got the Browns. You know, the, it's the big question with the Browns. It's going to be, you know, Deshaun Watson. Has, Deshaun Watson has now been able to get some NFL games under his belt. Has had a full offseason to recoup in, 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 in the system that he's in and, you know, kind of get his feet underneath him in terms of, you know, the, the, the franchise he's going to be playing with, the weapons he's going to have. He has, a, you know, arguably the best north-south running back in the NFL. 
and he's got, you know, a, a formidable weapon at wide receiver. The defense always kind of shows up. The The recipe is there to make a good season, but can it happen? There's the question. I mean, not that, you know, I know Deshaun Watson missed, you know, a whole year, but, you know, at one point he was an MVP caliber quarterback and he's still, what, 26? Yeah. I mean, that young? I think, well, so, definitely under 30. What? Definitely under, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how old Kyle asked, is he that young? I said definitely under 30. He was drafted the same year as Mahomes and Trubisky. So he's I don't know why. he just feels a lot older. He's got he's got to be twenty six, twenty seven, maybe twenty eight. He's in his seventh year. What? So, seventh season, right? This would that would be right. Who? For Watson. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this will be his seventh year. Because yeah, Trubisky played four with the Bears, one with the Bills, one with the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. So this will be their seventh year. So. He's got to be 28 then. So, you know, I mean, the recipe's there for them to have a solid season, you know, like a playoff caliber season. Um, they're going to play. You know, they've, they've got a, de- sorry, let's keep cutting you off, Kendall. They have a defensive player of the year caliber, caliber player on their team that hasn't really showed signs of regressing. Like I said, they have the best north-south running back in the NFL, in my opinion. And they have a solid wide receiver one. You know, the makings are there. Now, they're going to play a fourth-place schedule? Yeah. Yeah, so, if finishing fourth. Yeah, so they'll play, they'll play what? They'll play the Raiders, the Patriots, and the Texans? All those uh-huh. games, I see them winning. You know, they, they, they are a team that, you know, they do regularly give Pittsburgh a run for their money at least once. You know, the the past few years they haven't been they haven't laid down and taken it from the fucking Bengals. You know, they'll be competitive. It'll be interesting. And what divisions do you guys play this year, Kyle? We're playing the AFC North. You are no. the AFC South. <laughs> We're playing ourselves, damn it. <laughs> We're playing the AFC South. We're playing the NFC West. So, I mean, you figure you have in the NFC West, you have, you know, the Rams, you know, I I think the Rams could be a lot better than a lot of people give them credit for. But the Rams are a question mark. The Cardinals are going to be bad. The Seahawks, you know, we'll see what happens over the course of the season. Just, you know, when the Browns would play the Cardinals. Why? It doesn't make, doesn't mean a whole lot, but like. Cardinals would be better with Murray. I thought he was out for the year. Not for no. the year, but he probably will be out for the year. But he'll 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 be ready to go by mid season. Yeah. By when? Mid season. He tore his ACL like week fourteen. So he'll be ready by Early like week nine. nine. I so I mean, but still, I mean, but they won't play him. The car. I mean, the Cardinals were bad with him, so I don't really think it matters. No, but I'm just saying, like, it's a tougher matchup, like, depending on where they play him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it is what it isn't. You know what I'm saying? Though. Yeah, I mean, you know what like, I like laughing at? 
it is, but it isn't. Um, but you know, and then you figure they get, you know, they're going to play four games. They could, you know, win in the AFC South. I mean, granted, that means all that. That means that you know the AFC North is as a collective is also all playing those games. But you know, the Steelers. You guys finished third last year. Yeah. So that means you know you're going to be playing the Jets. Mm-hmm. Or a much improved team. You're going to be playing the Broncos. Wait. Did the Jets finish last last year? I think they did. Did the Jets finish last? I'm pretty sure. Because we're playing the Patriots. All right. You're supposed to be playing the Patriots. Well, you know, you guys don't have a great track record there anyway. You're playing the Raiders at some point this season. Yeah, week two. Yeah, that's a, team, a loss. A team that we could never beat. <laughs> that's a loss right there. And then, uh, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't, the, I'm more, I'm more unknown about what I think, what I think the Brown season's going to look like than I am about like the Jets. Like the Jets are one, like everyone's like speculating the Jets. Like, I don't think the Jets are going to be a 15 and two team, but I don't think they're going to win. You know, I don't think they're going to be a last place team. Like everyone that is overhyping thinks they're overhyped. Like, but I mean, just off talent alone, the Jets are going to—they're going to win five games just off of the talent. There's going to be five games they're going to play that are so ugly, but just because of the talent on their team, they're going to win them. Just like the Chiefs, like there's just years, there's just games. There's been games over the past five years that the Chiefs have no business winning, but because of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, they'll win them. You know, talent yeah. sometimes trumps everything else. So very true. I don't know what to expect from the Browns. I, I don't I don't know. I, I could see them winning five games. I could see them winning 12. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, and then you get the Steelers. I mean, again, the Steel, you know, it's kind of like a dead beating a dead horse, but the Steelers, it's really going to, a lot of it's going to depend on Pickett. Yeah. Well, not the offense, just Pickett. Yeah. It's going to depend on Pickett. It's going to depend on Pickett, and it's also going to depend on what Mike Tomlin decides to do with Deontay Johnson because the writing's on the wall that he's not going to be there after this season. And, you know, regardless of his drop problems, he's been a catch machine for them for the past two years. And if they, you know, if they start just not utilizing him, will Pickens be, or will, will Pickens be able to you know, take on the role of being the doubled wide receiver one already. Because Pickens is one of those players that, like, I the ta- I agree with everyone. The talent is immense. The ceiling is very high. But I, f- I, feel, like la- I feel like people were ready to write him off as being, like, the next great wide receiver one when he kind of just really only had one good catch last year. Other than that, just kind of had a pedestrian rookie year. Now, you know, quarterback play plays into that, but and I'm not shitting on him. I'm just saying, like, I just felt like a lot of people at the end of last year when they were going over like their season and reviews and stuff like that, they were like, and this guy, watch out for him next year. He's going to be in the top three wide receivers. And it's like, based on what? Because they said so. Yeah. I I am kind of in the, that camp where, yes, if, if uh, Pickett can avoid any sort of regression, I mean, the Steelers are kind of in a, in a good spot where they must have like a surplus of 
good receivers, if you will. Now, I mean, say what you want about Allen Robinson. I'm sure, you know, he's, he's in definitely the twilight of his career. Um, there's, uh, the receiver that I aforementioned, I can never remember, Austin. We have to see what he's like, you know, in actual gameplay. Is Pickens going to be, you know, like what that, that you know, analysts are hyping up to me? Is he going to be that top three finisher? Uh, but there's, and then there's Deontay Johnson. There's, there's kind of a surplus of like household name receivers that if everyone pulls their weight, you know, I think you could have a pretty good offense. But contingent on quarterback play contingent on what Paul is saying is, is Pickens going to kind of fall, find himself in that wide receiver one role and, and be effective, you know, and then, and then what, what do you do? Like you have all these receivers, what, what holds for the Deontay Johnson's what holds for, you know, Allen Robinson, is he just the, you know, here for the year, you know? Well, I think a big thing for the Steelers, too, is is what's Najee Harris going to provide for them in the running game? Because Najee Harris had games last year where he looked like, in my opinion, the games where he looked like a what very, like, whatever running back, and then other games where he was hitting holes and making moves. I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal pass catcher, and I know that's what he's needed for most, but, you know, he's he's also RB1. He's, he's got to be able to go out, and he's he's got to at least – give the the presence that he at the start of every game that he could go off for 150. I think that Kyle can back me up here. I think it probably wasn't until like week seven or eight that he actually kind of like really got going. Yeah. Cause he had like a plate in his foot earlier in the year. But, but like, even when he started getting going though, like it wasn't, it was more like Saquon Barkley style versus like Nick Chubb style. Like Nick Chubb is just going out and he's getting you four yards every time he touches the ball. Whereas, like, Saquon earlier in his career would go for, like, 1-1-1-1-89-1-1-1-1-1-76. Well, that's what Mike Tomlin was preaching to him. Like, right, stop but, trying to go for the big play. Get the four or five yards when you can. Yeah, but, I mean, it's one thing for Mike Tomlin to say it and him to be able to do it. Well, he started to do it towards the end of the season. So, I think a lot of it's going to depend on him. Najee Harris is going to have a slow start again. You know, that, that right there, having your running back not being able to produce sets up the biggest – that's the biggest ingredient for quarterback young quarterback regression. So, um, we got we got to start ripping through because we're, we're, like, running out of time. Uh, Bengals, I mean, I think that they're, they're still, regardless of the, the woes Kendall talked about earlier, I think they're still just kind of considered AFC North favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You know, the offensive line is going to continue to be banged up. Joe Burrow is probably going to be continued to get hit. But, you know, they have the best receiver core in the NFL with no questions asked. Um, I don't care how good Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are. I mean, they have those. They have they have two of those. They have two of those. And then they have Tyler Boyd as their three. Yeah. Tyler, that... Boyd really, Tyler Boyd's really not a slouch. He just kind of sucks because he doesn't get used. <laughs> Now that 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 offense is a force. Yep. It, it well the offense minus Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon has been kind of really just falling more and more off the the side of the cliff every year. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with him. And then from the Ravens standpoint, it's you know the the Lamar saga is over. Um, they added Odell Beckham Jr., which, like we said, you know, which Odell Beckham are they going to get? Are they going to get Cleveland Browns Odell or L.A. Rams Odell? 
They still have Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's, you know, he's put up some highlights. He's on the Browns. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Odell. They have Bateman. Um, the running back is room, it? still kind of just whatever. It's going to be, the defense is just, it's, it's really, it's going to depend on the defense. You know, they have Roquan Smith locked up for a few years. They got to build around it. They, you know, they took a huge swing on Patrick McQueen in the draft a few years ago, and it was a giant miss. Yeah, I mean, so. there's a very high Baltimore could be a relevant factor, you know, for the oh, first sure. time in a while. Shut up, Kendall. I'm just saying. Kendall, they're going to be better than the Steelers, and you're going to have to live with Listen, that. They first. could be. I, I don't disagree. So you don't disagree with that they're going to be better? I'm saying anything could happen. Well, no, that's not agreeing. That's just saying anything could happen. But you said you agree with me. I said that I don't disagree. With me. What? Kyle, he's shitting on your team. Anyway, predictions <laughs> for placements? Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, Browns. Bengals, Steelers, Browns, Ravens. Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. I'm going to go Bengals, Browns, Steelers, Ravens. And then let's rip. Let's finish up the AFC. We'll rip through the AFC real quick. AFC West. Uh, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Um, they're going to be good. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos are in a tough spot to start. They're going to be without Jerry Judy. For how long? Uh, he, he could be back week one. Be. So Jerry Judy is questionable for the start of the season. We don't know what they're going to be. We don't know what Russell Wilson's going to be like because we don't know what Sean Payton's going to be like outside of the, the Mercedes Superdome. Um, but they got a new head coach, a Super Bowl winning head coach, a head coach who's coached an, M, uh, uh, an MVP caliber quarterback and is currently coaching an MV, a once MVP coach caliber quarterback and two-time Super Bowl appearing quarterback. So, you know, the writing's there for all the progressions to be made that were just whiffed on last year, but a lot of what was whiffed on last year kind of looked like stuff that was just like more so like things you just fall off, not things like that need to be fixed. More so just like what the fuck happened from Russell Wilson's standpoint. Is Tim Patrick the one that's out for the year? Yes. So, I mean, the Browns don't really have, in my opinion, like really like outstanding leading weapons. But if Russell Wilson can kind of get back to the Russell Wilson he was in Seattle, it could make all the difference in where they, they finish. Uh, does anyone have any thoughts they want to add on the Broncos? No. Mass, I know you're dying. <laughs> I know. No, you want to. Sh- I know you want to say Russell Wilson's done, and you hate him. I'm not going to say it. You already said it for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Raiders still have Josh McDaniels. They still have Josh McDaniels. They have Jimmy Garoppolo. They got Josh Jacobs back. They still have Devontae Adams. They still have uh, Hunter Renfro, and they still have what's his face there, the tattooy white guy. Max Crosby. There's some there's some talent on the team. 
it's going to be, I mean, it's really, this is pretty much the final test for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I think this team is going to have a very impressive seven wins. I think seven stretching it. I just think Josh McDaniels is just, I think, I think his head coaching style is just a cancer to a team. Nine wins. You think they win nine games? Nine wins. Wow. Wow. All right. Garoppolo's still a winner. Kyle won't say anything bad about him until he becomes a Raven. <laughs> and then he'll say he never believed in him once. Exactly. And then uh, then you got the Chargers, the the, 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 the king of underperforms. Seven wins. Justin Herbert, Ian Allen. Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James. I don't, I think their head coach is the thing that's holding them back. I don't I don't after, seven wins after that Jacksonville loss where they gave up what a twenty eight point lead or whatever it was. That just told me everything I need to know. I want to know why Massey thinks the Raiders are winning nine games. Jimmy I want to know why. I want to know why. You don't like Jimmy Garoppolo, and you I think don't. I do, but why there's so people. That, but there's people that success follows around, even though they don't deserve it. He's one of them. Uh, okay, gotcha. So this is like more of like a theoretical based thing. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, so division outlook. Uh, I think Chiefs. Chiefs at one. Chiefs. Uh, Raiders. Broncos. Chargers. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and disagree with that. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Chiefs, Broncos, <laughs> Chargers, Raiders. I just think there's too much talent on the Chargers for them to be bested by the Raiders. Watch it happen this year, boys. All right, we'll watch. And then, all right, let's let's rip through the NFC real quick. The only one that. The only division that really deserves a real in-depth breakdown is the NFC East. Eh, the North deserves a breakdown too, but not an in-depth one. Just a just a minor one. The East deserves an in-depth one because they, they had three playoff teams last year, and they have a team now that has you know while isn't you know portrayed as the best team in the world, has some talent, is nitty gritty, and finally got rid of their owner. So. You got the Giants, who added Darren Waller. First place. And brought back Saquon Barkley. And well, added, added what's, who's the running back they added? Um, it was somebody that's, like, pretty decent. They had Matt Breida. Uh Matt Breida, James Robinson. James Robinson. He just got cut. He did, did just he? get cut. Yeah. Yeah. So they have Barkley then. <laughs> um, you know, Daniel Jones is going to be looking to improve on what he did last year. The defense is going to look to improve as a whole. They got that fucking guy they just traded for on the defense. That yep. guy that they just traded. Who uh, is it? He was from uh, Cardinals. Oh, um, Isaiah Simmons. I, Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons. Simmons. Yep. yep. You got the you got the Eagles who, you know, they have AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. Second place. Justin or Justin Fields. Uh they have a 
Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. They have the a running back committee that will get it done no matter what. It'll just be the guy you don't pick in fantasy that week. Yeah, exactly. And a very formidable defense. You have the Cowboys who, you know, regardless of what everyone likes to say, they, they, they find a way to kind of get it done from time to time. They added third place. They added Brandon Cooks, who could Who's be always a, good for a thousand fifty yards and seven touchdowns. Well, and he's going to be on a team where he's going to be the third option. Um, so you know, that's pretty good. Um, they have a decent. They have a decent wide receiving core. They have a decent running back. They have a decent tight end. They have a decent defense. It's the quarterback play that's questionable. And then, uh, then they got Washington. Rookie quarterback? Uh, Washington has fucking... Uh, Sam Howell. Sam Howell, thank you. So they got Sam Howell. You know, they've got Scary Terry when he's healthy. That Johan Dotson guy. The defense, the defense is good. The defense is not no slouch. So it's you know they can be competitive. They can keep they can keep the, the team in some games. It, it'll be interesting. Does anyone have anything they'd like to add about the NFC East? Giants first place, Eagles second place. No, no, not that. We're not even gotten to that yet, Mass. Um, just that I think uh, Philadelphia is still going to be good, but I think there's a slight flash in the pan. I think they'll just kind of be uh, they will, they just won't be the team they were last year. Is my prediction. All right, Mass. Do you want to chime anything in besides the place finishes? Giants for no. Um, I think the Giants take a massive leap forward. Um, you think the Giants I, take a massive leap yeah. forward? Yeah, I think that Daniel Jones and um, Justin Fields are two quarterbacks midway through the season that will be in MVP consideration discussions. Um, I the think Bears. that I don't think the Bears what? are gonna. Have, I don't think the Bears are gonna have enough wins for that. Eh, we'll see. Um, I think that uh, the Giants' defense overperforms and will come back down to earth the season after. But I think that offense will be a top ten unit in the NFL. Uh, Eagles. Jalen Hurts is going to come back down to earth a little bit from his campaign, um, but. He is still going to be a top 10 quarterback in this league. Um, the Eagles offensive line, which was their bread and butter last year, will be a little bit weaker. Um, but I still think that they're going to be a probably consideration for one of the three teams to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl this year. The Cowboys will make it to the division around and then we'll lose and then Washington's a year away from being super good. Alright, so we know we know Massey's order, Giants, Eagles, Cowboys. Commanders. Commanders. Kendall, what you what do you got? I actually have the same thing. Uh, but I think Giants are only separated by Philadelphia by one game. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Philadelphia holds on to the division for another year. Um I, I think that, that major regression for them comes next year. I mean, I don't think they make it to the Super Bowl again, but I think that there's just too much talent there and that they're just too explosive offensive and defensively to get it done. Um, 
I do think that you see, I, I think Hertz, I think you see his passing numbers take a regression and come back down to earth, but I think you see his rushing numbers increase due to the offensive line not being the bread and butter anymore. Um, I mean, you look at Justin Fields, he rushed for a thousand yards last year as a quarterback. That's not because the offensive line was doing its job. Um, so, but I do think they hold on enough. I think it's, I think it's Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, Commanders. Mm. I'm torn. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, like, for me, like, before a season starts, like, before we, like, see how, like, any certain player, like, starts to perform or whatever, like, this, you know what I mean? Like, like, the narrative, like, you know, we all know, like, how certain teams kind of do the same thing over and over again. But, like, we also know that, you know, like, even though there's, like, blunders, like, for Dak Prescott, for example, like, you know, yes, he, he makes mistakes, this, that, and the other thing, and whatever, but it's like, you know, like, like Brett Favre was one of the most turnover-happy quarterbacks of all time, and he was considered a, a, a great of all time at one point. It, you know, not, I'm not putting them in the same category. I'm just saying, like, you know, being mistake-heavy doesn't mean you're bad all the time. Right. I, I just, I, I struggle, I, I, I struggle with, like, putting the, the Giants over the Cowboys at the beginning of the season just from the standpoint of, like, the Cowboys are a, a superiorly talented roster. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, and I actually agree. I just I give the Giants the nod right now just going off of, like, hey, they, they had, I will call, a surprising level of success that things kind of came together. So it's, like, for me, like, all right, prove me wrong, and that's why I'll, I'll give him the nod now. Where did the Giants finish last year? Second or third? Uh, oh my god! Uh, hold on. Twenty twenty-two. I think it was. Uh, they second. finished in third. Oh, it was. So they finished they're... at nine and seven and one, and the Cowboys finished twelve and five. Oh well. <sighs> So the Giants. So the Giants will be playing what? They'll be playing Green Bay, yeah. Green Bay, L.A. and New Orleans. Uh, who, fin- who finished third in the in the NFC South last year? The Bucks still won the division, even though it was ugly. I know that. Uh, Were the Falcons third? Uh, Saints were third. Saints were third. So it'll be interesting. Uh, I guess. I guess the Saints. Yeah, Saints were technically third, uh, just because of inter inter conference or inter division games. Because they finished with the same record as the Falcons. Yeah. That'll be interesting. We're gonna talk more about the Saints when we get to it, but that'll be an interesting matchup. Um. All right. So let's let's just dive right into that. Then we'll go to the NFC South. Um, Falcons are going with their second year quarterback, right? Yes. Uh, they got Drake London, who, you know, looked pretty good in spurts last year. They already gave up on the rookie they drafted last year at running back and drafted Bijan. So, you know, but, but Bijan, you know, is getting praises as being like the next coming of Jesus Christ at the running back position. There's always some defensive talent that's overlooked there. But overall, it's kind of a whatever team. K- 
Carolina is just, you know, they got Adam Thielen two years too late. They got Miles Sanders. <laughs> Perhaps the same thing. <laughs> you know, call it what you will type of thing. You know, we'll see. They still have Chubba Hubbard who played well last year. So, you know, it might be a committee thing, which might benefit Miles Sanders, honestly. Um, who's quarterbacking them? Quarterbacking who? The Panthers. Uh, Bryce Young? Bryce Young. Bryce Young. <laughs> they got rookie, rookie quarterback. And then there's a couple defensive pieces, you know, Brian Burns, that, you know, aren't, aren't, are no slouches, whatnot. So they got, they got those. Again, it's you know they're kind of like in a Texans type situation where they're they're still, you know, a year or two away from being able to really tie it all together. Um, you've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who it's going to be entirely based on what the offense or the quarterback does. They still have Mike Evans for now. There's speculation he might be traded during the season. They've got Chris Godwin. You know they they lost Leonard Fournette. Yep. It'll, you know, it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens there. They're they're kind of a wild cardy type team in terms of like what might happen. And then you have the the Saints, which you know, with all the other teams in the NFL, the Saints really have kind of gone under talked about in terms of like what their future might look like. They they've got Derek Carr, who isn't isn't a, a world beater, but is not a bad slouch. He's not a bad quarterback. He's not a slouch. Chris Olave had a great year last year. They're getting Michael Thomas back now. You know that could be that could beat everything, and that could also be nothing. They also have that other kid at receiver. Jawan Johnson looked like he could be a formidable, t- a decent tight end in the NFL. They've got Alvin Kamara when he comes back, and until he comes back in week four, they got Jamal Williams. Yeah, so I mean, running this... at running back, they're they're gonna have a they're gonna have a really good one two punch in both running and pass catching. So that'll be interesting. The Saints are a team and the defense for the Saints, as long as we've been watching football, the Saints defense, they just find ways to get turnovers. Yep. And they find ways to disrupt plays. Yeah, I think they, they... Oh good, I'm sorry. The, the the defense, you know, you know, the defense will get fucking. They'll get their ass handed to them for forty minutes, and then they'll just start coming up clutch. Yeah, there's a for sure. There's like a hey, you know, hey, we we're gonna return to relevance and be like a winning franchise for a, a while. Yeah, so it'll be very curious to see what happens in that situation. I, I'm I'm very intrigued to see what the Saints look like, and again. The other thing too is, is like, I know you know like there, there, there's no reason to think it will happen, but even if the chance is small that they get three years ago Michael Thomas back, they're, they're going to be a fucking problem. Yeah, they're going to be an offensive problem. Um, I have it pegged as I, I think the Saints do win the division, be it ugly or phenomenally. I just think they're the best team in the division. I do think the Bucks finish in second. Um, I think there's enough talent on that team, and Baker isn't great, but he can win some games. Um, I, I just don't think Atlanta or Carolina are there yet. And so, I, I, but I'll give the edge. I'm going to give the edge to Atlanta 
in third, Carolina fourth. I have I Carolina's I, not winning more than four games this year. Who? Carolina. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, not, not to stretch it on any longer, but I do think I think the Panthers will be better than Atlanta. I think there was a period last season that they put the Panthers put together a stretch of games that either even if they lost, they were really competitive in. And that's something that I can't say the same for Atlanta. Um, right, but the reason I give the edge to Atlanta is because Atlanta's bringing the same regime back, whereas Carolina is starting over with a new guy under center. And statistically, that's in the NFL, and statistically in the NFL, that gets you two to three losses right there. <laughs> hey, that's fair. But uh, we're gonna we could agree that uh, <laughs> New Orleans is gonna win the division. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks find a way to do it, but I just think New Orleans. I think New Orleans is being slept on. I think New Orleans has a good chance to take that division. Um, I really think Garrett Carr has a chance to put up some really good numbers this year. Yeah. I, I look at the Saints the same way we were talking about the Jaguars. I think they're, they're going to win the NFC South and then just be like the, the worst team in the playoffs. <laughs> I hope this is the year that Derek Carr puts something together because I'm a big fan of Derek Carr's. Hey, man, that guy listens to Blink-182 before games. <laughs> it's true. Founding member of Green Day. So what's your what's your what's your final final order, Bess? I got Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Panthers. All right. Let's go north. Yeah, NFC North. So as we mentioned earlier, the Bears have not improved on their offensive line at all. They lost David Montgomery, but they're getting Cleo Herbert back from injury. They also signed Deontay Foreman from the Panthers last year, and they drafted a kid who was looking good in preseason. They're bringing back Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool for whatever that means, and they got T.J. Moore. Um, plus, they have Cole Komet, and then Justin Fields will be in his fourth year, but third year as the full starter, right? Or is it his third year overall? Um, is this his third year or fourth year? Third year. Third year. So, so he's going into his third year, coming off of an improving improvement on his sophomore year. The defense, while still probably won't be very good, improved. They got Tremaine Edmonds and that other guy, I can't remember, from the Eagles to round out their linebacking core and solidify that. Um, edge rushing is still going to be a giant question mark. And the corners, the secondary is really going to depend on health and consistency. Javon Brisker, who they had last year, looked really promising. Eddie Jackson has yet to show that he's going to live up to that contract. But who knows? Maybe he can turn it around. They got Kyle Gordon, who was playing well. So it's not going to be anything to write home about, but it'll be it's improved on paper. The Green Bay Packers obviously lost an all-time great quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, and we'll be finally giving the keys to the castle to Jordan Love. Um, this is also going to be Christian Watson's kind of, you know, a built chance to have a breakout, you know, year on his own, you know, kind of prove I don't need, you know, it's not Aaron Rodgers. I'm just good. They still have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and the defense took some hits. Um, this is going to be the season where we really learn how good of a head coach Matt LaFleur really is. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Detroit, they added David Montgomery. They drafted Jameer Gibbs at, with the loss of uh, Jamal Williams. Um, they still have Amon Ross St. Brown. And they also have another receiver 
that I always forget. Jared Goff is going to look to improve on, you know, what I think a lot of people were very surprised by last year. You know, a lot of the people like the Masseys of the world that watched him in a Rams uniform knew what he was capable of, but I think most of the NFL kind of wrote him off at that point. Mm -hmm. But he came out, he put up good numbers, he made the Detroit Lions franchise relevant again. And then you have the Minnesota Vikings who, you know, they lost Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen, arguably two pieces that were expendable to them anyway because Justin Jefferson came in and kind of took the spotlight, and Adam Th- and, and K.J. Osborne has been getting more and more attention offensively, and Dalvin Cook has missed so much time that Alexander Mattinson has proved that he can be a, a, a plug-and-play at running back. The defense, a little questionable. A lot of those big names from the beginning of Minnesota's kind of chance at trying to be a, a formidable team a lot of those defensive players have gotten on the the wrong side of 30 but minnesota always finds a way to be relevant any additions um i think this is actually is a pretty exciting division and there's a lot of question marks it's actually tough for me to kind of like hey I feel super confident about about any team walking away because everything you mentioned is is so pertinent. Um, I guess I think for me, Minnesota is still the favorite to win. Uh, Detroit has a lot of hype riding on it because of how well they did do, and I think it's like, hey, you did it once, do it again, and again and again. And uh, for me, I think I'm more interested in you know what Chicago has to offer rather than what, what Green Bay has to offer, just because I think I think there's a certain amount of Aaron Rodgers being such an important factor on that team that it's like I think we're gonna see kind of a, a kind of a pedestrian squad. That's just my feeling. I think his impact on the team is going to be missed big time. All right. Ice sleeper for the Super Bowl for the NFC representation is this division. What was that? My sleeper pick for the NFC uh, representation for the Super Bowl is in this division. Oh, yeah? It's the goddamn Lions. <laughs> Just the way you said it. All right, man. Big Jared Goff believer. Okay. I don't. I don't think they win the NFC, but. Big Jared Goff believer. Uh, I. I mean. I, I did say sleeper. I for me, I think it's Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago, Green Bay. Um, that's I, my I list Chicago, too. I don't. Huh? I said that's my list too. Sorry. I don't think Chicago has what it takes to really make that next step yet, and. Detroit is just they're, they're just one of those teams that like I, I, I think the ceiling is really high for them the hopes are high it, it, it's gonna be it's good for the NFL if Detroit can start winning games um, you know they're a storied franchise they have some all-time greats at certain positions um, you know they host a fucking game on Thanksgiving every year that they usually lose <laughs> uh, it, it'd be good for the NFL if they if they were winning but Detroit has just been so bad for so long that I just I can't I can't say they're going to take first unless all the other teams had experienced big losses or Detroit just doesn't. 
Detroit wins it this year, then next year, I'll give the nod for them to win first. They got to do it before I can give it to them. They've just been too bad for too long. I think Vikings finish in third. Hey, man, I hope you're right. As long as, well, I mean, maybe. Who finishes in second? Yeah, Bears. I hope you're right. So the Packers will smack you. Here's the thing. I think Love is going to be good. I think Love is going to be really good. I think Love is going to get injured the first couple weeks of the season. If he gets injured week one. I hope, we do to him. I hope we do to him what we did to Trey Lance. <laughs> That'd be kind of mean. What, send him to the Cowboys? <laughs> All right, and then NFC West, the West. You've got the... All right, second. I got this. Are you doing this? I got this. Do you mind? You're, yeah, are you going to do it super biased and say everybody sucks? No. Oh, okay. All right, so... You've got the Seattle Seahawks, who are coming off a hot season with Geno Smith uh, looking like he's been reborn. Uh, Geno Smith got another weapon added in Jackson Smith and Jave. And Jave, maybe? Say that right? And Jovi. And Jovi, whatever. Uh, What? I was joking. Don't worry about it. All right. Um, Whether he's good or bad, they're getting Jamal Adams back. you know, Seattle's defense is something that's always going to be uh, something that you have to contend with. Um, they have a decent running back core in Kenneth Gainwell and DJ Dallas behind them. Um, Seahawks are probably going to be uh, what they have been for the last 10 or 15 years, which is in contention for the playoffs right until the last couple of weeks, and then we know what's going to happen with them. Uh, 49ers. 49ers are looking to make it back to the NFC Championship game. Uh, currently dealing with contract negotiations with their lead pass rusher in Nick Bosa, uh, who is continuing to hold out, may continue to hold out into the season. Uh, if they fail to sign him, there are rumors that he may try to walk next season, but I don't suspect that they'll let him after they can franchise tag him. Uh, 49ers always have a good defense, uh, and they will look to continue to do so. Uh, big weakness on 49ers part of this season could be the offensive line. Uh, you have a perennial all-pro in Trent Williams, um, but after losing Mike McGlinchey and a couple of other starters, I believe the combined uh, snap count for them is under 1,000, which is pretty significant. Um, but they had a kid who looks like a superstar in Brock Purdy last year, um, traded away uh, the uh, failed experiment in Trey Lance uh, and are going with the GQ bus to back up uh, Brock Purdy. 49ers will look to retain their division dominance as they have for the last few years under Kyle Shanahan. Los Angeles Rams, one of the biggest question marks in all of football right now. Are they good? Are they bad? Do they suck? Do they have picks? Nobody knows the answer to these questions. Maybe we do. Uh Rams are looking to hopefully get back to the playoff picture. They are bringing back Stafford and Cup, as well as a good portion of their offense. Uh, Tyler Higby um, and Van Jefferson also return. Uh, completely rebuilt their offensive line, save for one uh, starter, their right tackle, Rob Havenstein. Uh, defense is looking a little suspect right now. In the offseason, they uh, released Bobby Wagner on a mutual uh mutual uh, deal where he asked to be released and they accepted it. 
so that experiment has ended after one year. Uh, went back to the Seahawks. Uh, Rams are starting, I want to say, six rookies on defense, or at least uh, kids that have under three years' experience in the league. Uh, so the defense is going to be very interesting to watch. Fun fact, they don't currently have a kicker on their roster. Um, and then you get to the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals have just blown it the fuck up. Kyler Murray won't be ready till at least week seven, and it's doubtful that they start him even then. They've traded away uh, their high draft pick from two years ago, maybe three years ago, in Isaiah Simmons to the Giants, mentioned earlier. Um, they're They're doing everything that they can to tank right now, and it wouldn't surprise me if they ended up with the uh, two of the first three picks in the draft this year, unless the Texans can go on some kind of win streak. But the Cardinals are all in on the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, and right now they look to be the forerunners for it. Chief quarterback? What? Who's Caleb Williams? Uh, he is a quarterback for USC. He's been the consensus number one overall pick for the last three years for this draft. So what's going to happen to Kyler Murray? Bye-bye. Who the hell's going to trade for I have no <laughs> idea if anybody does. Um, but I'm imagining it's a very similar situation to the Josh Rosen thing. <laughs> um, but maybe they keep Kyler Murray and they go out and they draft uh, fucking Marvin Harrison Jr. and the other kid's name I can't remember. Uh, and they just rebuild straight through that way. But I would be surprised if they did that. They could probably get a fucking... Hall for Caleb Williams. I'm talking more than three first round picks. Well, assuming that he lives up to his style of play this year, and even if he doesn't, probably still a pretty pretty big haul. All right, division predictions. I've got 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals. That's who I have as well. Uh, I got 49ers, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals. Interesting. Interesting. I do hope, as just a fan, uh, Geno Smith does have a good year. Just because I feel like he's had a, a, a tough road and, you know, sometimes... Have a, have a have a good year somewhere else. Get traded. <laughs> well, despite, you know, your feelings on the Seahawks, I hope that he has just at least one more good year, you know, just just, you know, for him. You know. Yeah, Massey does, Massey does too, as a Raven. <laughs> oh, Good enough for me. Uh, all right, so we did our division winners and whatnot. All right, so who do you guys have? So we've already said our division winners. We'll round this out real quick because we always do our like kind of full season predictions. Who do you guys have as your three wild card teams in each conference? Uh, I'll go first while you guys think. So as stated, I have uh, Bills, Bengals, Jaguars, and Chiefs. I think that the Chargers, I think the Chargers, the Jets, and the Dolphins are my wildcard teams. I'm going to say Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, and Jaguars win. Uh, Wildcard Dolphins, Jets, Steelers. Bill, I think I might be recognizing what I said earlier, but um, Bills, Chiefs, Jaguars, 
What am I missing? North yeah. Chiefs. You had the Bengals and the Bills all winning the divisions. All right, so uh, Bengals, Bills, Jaguars, Chiefs, uh, Pittsburgh, Dolphins, Jets. All right, and then in the NFC, the NFC I had Philadelphia, Minnesota, New Orleans, and San Francisco. I think the Giants, Cowboys, and Lions are all wildcard teams. Giants, Niners, Lions, Saints, Eagles, Seahawks, Cowboys. Um, Giants, Vikings, San Fran Saints, Eagles in the wild card. Dallas and Detroit. So you hope Geno Smith has a good year, just not good enough to make playoffs? Well, I mean, from a statistical standpoint. It's very funny. All right. Uh, who's playing in the NFC Championship game? Lions. Lions and Lions and the Eagles. All right, I'm gonna go Saints Eagles. I'm gonna go with San Fran Saints. All right, AFC Championship game. Chiefs and. I have Chiefs and Bills. I'm going Bengals, Dolphins. I think Chiefs, Bengals. And what's your Super Bowl matchup and winner? I got Bengals over the Eagles. I got. I got uh, Chiefs over the Saints. Is Jeff with you? No. <laughs> Bengals over the Lions. Ugh, gross mess. <laughs> I mean, it'd be great for the sport, but just in my head, just hearing those two teams playing in the Super Bowl and looking back at my childhood – and telling my childhood self, hey, this is what you're going to watch when you're 30. <laughs> like, my childhood self is going like, do I also smoke a lot of crack when I'm 30? <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. Yeah, but that's besides the point. You do that during basketball season. <laughs> so, all right. So, there, that's our NFL season recap. We'll see where we land next year. Kendall will have green onions prepared for us. And... Yeah, and um, as you probably noticed, Kyle had to leave. Said he had to throw up, so you know we'll touch base with him. <laughs> See, we didn't have to like, ask divulge. him if he recorded it. We didn't have to divulge his personal information like that, Kendall. Well, I just said he was going to throw up. We should, the... we should ask him if he recorded it. <laughs> it's messed up. There's nothing negative. 
Hey, you're a dick. You're a dick move. Uh, Mass, how is Don Julio? Man, fucking fantastic. Gonna need like six more bottles of this shit. All right. I I don't think I can do that for free, but I can definitely get you six cheap. Sure, we'll talk about it. All right, Kendall, how was your Voodoo Ranger? Uh, of the uh, pack I bought, this uh, Juicy Haze IPA has uh, definitely been my favorite at seven point five percent. Definitely just a, a more traditional IPA. I haven't really loved any of the four of the variety pack. I saved, so I have one of each to do perhaps next show if we don't do Oktoberfest. Um, this, I think, is the worthwhile one to get. Uh, I'll give it 3.8 out of 5. Would get again. Beautiful, beautiful. And then I had the Orange Wheat Vernon County. Um, it's like a, a lighter, like, wheat, wheat ale... Not overly like earthy and pungent. The flavor on it was like it was a little different, more different kind of expecting. Um, there wasn't really like a lot of super orange flavor, more of like a more of like an aroma of orange zest when you open the bottle versus like an actual orange taste. Definitely not my top tier bourbon kind of lineup. Good quality beer though. Um, I would say overall beer quality, it's a 4.1, but I'm going to give it a 3.7, and I wouldn't buy it again just because the price point, I'd rather buy a different burger account. Tell you what, that was a good review. Yeah. Put, put mine to shame. Uh, yeah, well, you, know, you're, you don't really drink, so. <laughs> if, it's not, if it's not Rolling Rock NA, you can't really talk about it. It's true. I do love my Rolling Rock NAs. Man, Kendall, where can they find us? Well, <clears throat> they can find us at uh, Facebook, Getting Sports with Drunk, Twitter and Instagram, tw- excuse me, Twitter and Instagram, GSWD underscore four. Make sure you use hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses. Whether it's predicting the Detroit Lions to finally put the NFL haters to shame, or, you know, hoping Geno Smith is good, just not good enough. <laughs> uh like subscribe uh we are everywhere wherever you get your podcast you know be it google play spotify you know youtube if you're a youtube listener you know we could use the follows on youtube but listen across the board you know 300 plus shows deep we're everywhere and before we sign off real quick do you guys want to uh, this just popped up on my feed do you want to just really quickly hear pro football impacts predictions for the season? Yeah. Yeah. All right. NFC East, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders, Eagles in first at 12 and 5. NFC North, Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay, Chicago, Detroit leading it at 9 and 8. NFC South, Falcons, Saints, Panthers, Bucks, Falcons at 10 and 7. Wow. West, right. 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, 49ers at 11 and 6, and Cardinals at 3 and 14 with the worst record in the NFL. Uh, AFC, they have Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots, Bills at 11 and 6. The North, they have Bengals, Ravens, Browns, Steelers, Bengals at 11 and 6. South, they have Jaguars, Titans, Colts, Texans, Jaguars at 11 and 6. And West, they have Chiefs. Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, 
Chiefs at 12 and 5, making their playoff predictions uh, in order 1 through 7 Chiefs, Bills, Jaguars, Bengals, Ravens, Jets, Chargers, and then Eagles, Niners, Falcons, Lions, Cowboys, Saints, Vikings. Hmm. I'm going to disagree with that Falcons thing. (laughs) Yeah, big love for Atlanta there. Yeah. So done. All right. Well, we'll be back next week with reactions to uh, our our season predictions and how long we just were. <laughs> and uh, until then, I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. The Master Massey. And the Red of Red Baron. Good luck to all of your NFL teams. <laughs> now. Now.